Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 372 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, you'll have to forgive me, I'm just absolutely up to my eyeballs in it and I haven't had chance to record a fresh new podcast for your lovely ear holes. But what I am going to do is share with you a re-release of one of my favourite episodes. It's an episode from May 2021 and it was called Hair Shirts and Takeaways. If you've not listened to this episode and even if you have, I reckon you might enjoy it. Please do stick around for the end of this episode because I will be doing this week's Patrons draw so with that out of the way i'll hand you over to hair shirts and takeaways hello everyone and welcome to episode 198 of the self-sufficient hub podcast i hope you're all safe and well Today, we I've got absolutely no structured plan for today's podcast. I know what I want to talk about insofar as a topic, but I don't have a single note written down. This is just going to be a stream of consciousness, and it's a topic that I've wanted to discuss for a little while, and uh, I came up with the podco- podcast title, Hair Shirts and Takeaways, a few weeks ago, and it kind of sums up a theme that I want to talk about, and it's the idea that I've spoke several times before about, about you know, complete self-sufficiency and how it's a bit of a misnomer, how the idea of achieving it is not possible, really, in the 21st century. I, the, the, the example I always mention is, you know, I'm recording this on an electrical device and you're listening to it on one. So if we wanted to achieve complete self-sufficiency... That would have to stop because I've got no plans of driving all or, or walking and swimming all around the globe to the various locations I would need to visit to mine the relevant ore and then smelt it and learn all the procedures required to create a smartphone. And I assume you guys are the same. And even if we did that, we are still relying on the outside infrastructure, the networks that deliver the communication down the phone lines and over the 4G and 3G waves to get us that information and connect us all together. And the idea of self-sufficiency kind of juxtaposes against that in a rather harsh way that kind of rules it out if we want to live a modern life. And that's okay. And, uh, you know, we can create hair shirts for ourselves if we want to and do all these things to, you know, become more self-sufficient that aren't really practical in the long run. A great example would be producing all of your own salt, particularly if you don't live near the sea. If you do live right near the sea, it's certainly something that is viable for you. But if you don't, like I don't, I don't live particularly close to the sea. The idea that I produced all of my own salt from seawater, it just doesn't make any sense. And to be perfectly honest, it would be quite selfish of me if I wanted to do that because the fossil fuels that I would use to get there and back 
wouldn't make sense in the long run. And the time that it would take to do that would be time that I'm, you know, stealing from my family that they wouldn't be able to spend with me. And like I say, it would be quite selfish. The project of doing it for, you know, once in a while as a hobby, as something you enjoy, as something you love, or, and in my case, as part of my September self-sufficiency challenge where I'm providing all of my own food needs, including things like salt, then, you know, I'm all for that. And that's great. But I think we can sometimes go a little bit too far in our heads and worry about things that we needn't worry about. You know, the long term plan for my family's salt consumption is to buy salt that's purchased in a store. Now, there's several reasons why you might want to attempt making it yourself, not least of which is just understanding the procedure. Uh, The second good reason why you might want to do it yourself is it's incredibly fun. You know, it's a fantastic thing to do with your children and a great learning experience for everyone. And you know, another reason you might want to do it yourself is so that you've got that skill in the bag, should you ever need it for whatever reason. And these are all great reasons to do it. But they're not necessarily great reasons to do it that translate into a desire and a need and, you know, the sensible notion that we should be doing it all the time as our primary source of our salt. Now, of course, if you live right next to the sea, this can absolutely be something that fits into your monthly schedule and takes not a great deal of time. And that's great. And that's fine. And, you know, Salt isn't the perfect example because for some people it will make sense. But generally speaking, you know, for me in my situation, it's a great example of something that was really fun to do. I'm really glad I did it. I will probably do it again. We all enjoyed it in our family. And but it's definitely not going to be something that we now that we stop buying salt for the rest of our lives. It's not going to work that way. And here comes the spoiler for the second part of the episode title. We love Indian takeaways and Chinese takeaways. We don't have them very often. We have them probably once a month we would have a takeaway. And uh, sometimes we'll go several months without one. But we enjoy them. And the idea of not doing things that you enjoy, for me, isn't what my life is about. And I'm not trying to become self-sufficient at the cost of of, you know, living a enjoyable life. You know, I'm not going to turn up at a friend's house with a packed lunch I've brought if we're all going around for dinner because, you know, that's not food I've grown. I think you've bought that in a shop. Well, fine, you know, that's okay. So, you know, we can create these hair shirts for ourselves and we shouldn't. It's really important that we do things that fit within our means and our means doesn't just mean financial. You know, it means the things that we enjoy. So, That's why I wanted to make this episode. Now, some of the things that would come under hair shirts for some people, but not others, would be things like growing your own spices if you live in a temperate climate. I don't think long term growing our own spices is going to be something that we ever do insofar as that's a box that we've now ticked and we're going to perpetually continue that so we never buy spices again. I would like to grow lots of different spices as experiments and who knows, you know, maybe if I work out a way that we can do it easily, then it will be something that we incorporate long term. But it's not something that I lose any sleep over. It would certainly require a heated greenhouse for a lot of the things that I might like to grow. And the same goes for growing rice. Growing rice is an experiment that I may well do at some point in the future. But 
reading up on experiences of other people that have tried doing it in this country, you know, unless you're going to specialize in that and really dedicate a great deal of time and energy and space to it, then, you know, it's not something that's really feasible or rather it is feasible, but it would come at the cost of so many other things that you wouldn't then be able to do because of the time commitment and everything else. The same goes for growing grains. Growing grains is something that I'm definitely going to do. I thought I was going to get round to it this year, but with my time commitments this year over the winter and early spring and the amount of lost time I, I lost sort of on general house homesteady type work with my injury at the tail end of winter meant that uh, you know I had a bit of backlog of jobs that needed doing and I didn't really get round to it and but it's definitely something I'm going to do I'm going to try it but again from what I can gather from what I've read online the work involved the manpower and labor and equipment and everything involved in threshing your own grains and all the processing means that it's not really something that's ever going to be viable for me to do long term again it's something I want to do I want to learn it I want to learn the skill and I want to have the experience of doing it and for me that's fun and I love that and getting that skill and experience out of it is valuable in its own right but I don't think we're ever going to be in a position where we say, right, from now on, we won't buy bread, flour, pasta and all those derivatives because we're going to make our own. I think the process of doing that would just be prohibitive. Even if I wanted to, you know, even if I wanted to, if I wanted to grow all our own grains to make all our own flour, if we wanted to carry on eating a diet similar to the one we eat now, where we do incorporate things like rice, pasta, bread and all those things regularly into it, I'm not sure I'd be able to do anything else. I'd have to be a full-time grain manufacturer to produce enough flour unless, you know, again, but I was going to say unless we start buying heavy agricultural machinery and buy a lot more land. But again, this comes into another big part of this picture that I want to talk about, and that's the idea of communities. And, you know, some of the things that perhaps we couldn't do may become possible by plugging in with other communities and bartering things. And, you know, Perhaps if you have a farmer, a wheat farmer, who's willing to give you a sack of wheat that's already been threshed, I don't know at which stage in the process that would be, whether it's the farmer you would go to or a processor or whatever, and in exchange for some eggs or some honey or some meat, then, you know, that's a great way of doing it. And what we're looking at there is basically how things got going in the first place, you know, the start of civilization and division of labor. And there's something to be said for division of labour. The chap who was until very recently on the £20 notes here in England was there because of his work in the division of labour. I forget his name now and it's really bugging me that it's escaping me. But uh, his work in the division of labour in pin making and the vast increases in, in productivity that it caused is Adam Smith. There you go. The great industrialist Adam Smith. He got his face put on the English £20 note because of his work in productivity and the division of labour among other things and there's a lot to be said for the division of labour if you want a productive society if everyone specialises then you're going to get more done you're going to achieve more and that flies in the face of what we're trying to do as home growers and that's okay you know there's lots of things that I grow in fact most things I grow you know if I actually calculated the time that I spent growing them and I got a minimum wage job and spent that time in that job and then took that money and exchanged them for those goods I'd probably 
probably be a little bit better off. I could probably buy an extra few onions, an extra few carrots for that time. But here's the kicker. I love growing food. It's my hobby. I probably wouldn't love doing a minimum wage job to buy that food. I love eating our own food. The benefits are myriad. You know, the benefits of actually growing it, the health benefits and mental health benefits of growing your own food are fantastic. For me, they are far too many and too big for me to really put into words here. But those benefits are huge. The taste difference, whether real or placebo, is amazing. And knowing the provenance of your food, knowing the pesticides that have been used or haven't on it, knowing the welfare of the animals that you've raised, these are all massive bonuses that you don't get by buying the cheapest food available, which is available through that division of labour. Hi guys, I'm just very quickly interrupting the show to say please consider supporting it. If you'd like to consider supporting this one-man operation, there's lots of ways you can do it. One of the easiest of which is just to talk about it, to share it online on your social media pages or with friends. By growing this audience is one of the best ways that we can actually ensure that the show is sustainable. If you'd like to support it more directly, then please consider becoming a patron. You can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub by becoming a patron you help me to achieve things that i'd love to be able to do in the future such as buying better equipment to increase the quality allowing me to pay myself some time to spend on the podcast again increasing the quality of it and also paying for things like transcription and show notes if you would like to do that please do consider going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub thank you Everything you do to support this show is really appreciated. And again, as I say, you know, we love a takeaway. Once in a while, it's a real treat. Now, one thing I'm getting into is cooking Indians, Indian curries in the style of, well, it's called BIR, British Indian restaurants, which have their own distinct style. And uh, there's actually the Curry Guys website has got some great stuff about how you build a curry stock for doing that. And I might do an episode on that when I've mastered it a bit more. But, you know, that's something I'm getting into. And perhaps that'll mean that we don't get an Indian takeaway quite as often. I already cook Chinese food that our family enjoys just as much as from the Chinese restaurant. But It's just nice sometimes, isn't it, to have a break and to have that food that's been prepared for you, whether it's a takeaway or whether you're eating out. And that's fine. You know, that's okay. It's good. It's a great, enjoyable experience. And I'm certainly not going to beat myself up about it. I won't be having a takeaway in September, but that doesn't mean I won't be having one in October. And, uh, you know, that's okay. And having access to all these things is a fantastic part of living in the modern society that we do. And we shouldn't cut ourselves on from it, off from it rather. In fact, we should plug ourselves into it more. And this comes back to what I started talking about earlier, about the idea of the, the beginnings of society and the beginnings of civilization. And it was all around, you know, farming and agriculture and the division of labor, even though it wasn't considered such back then. But, you know, if you had people who's jobs it were it was to you know thresh grain and then their work and labor could be traded for other things whether it be coin or food or whatever it might be and then 
we're creating much more grain than we'd be able to do by individually all devoting a couple of hours a week to it maybe if someone's job is to do that day in day out then the community benefits because someone else's job day in and day out is to harvest wild mushrooms and someone else's job day in day out is to tend and raise the pigs and everybody benefits because everybody gets much more you know the productivity increases by specializing there's no two ways about it now that's not to say that I'm not going to carry on doing my generalizing and everything that I'm doing because that's part of my project and it's my hobby and what I love and it's really important some of the benefits of it that I've already mentioned they're really important to me and my family and that's definitely a path I'm continuing down and my path will lead me to continued increases in our self-sufficiency but the idea of being completely self-sufficient ever isn't one that I'm going to lose any sleep over like I say several times it's about the journey towards self-sufficiency it's not about the goal and the journey towards self-sufficiency for me is fantastically rewarding and I wouldn't want to do anything else and you know commerce is a huge part of our society now as it should be and as you know it, it makes everything so much simpler we sell our eggs at the side of the road well we couldn't do that if we didn't have commerce and coins and monetary systems so we sell our eggs at the side of the road and we use that to buy chicken feed and medicines for our goats you know these are all things that I'm not going to be able to do you know I've got no plans to fully train as a vet I want to be able to pay a vet to come in when I need one I want to be able to pay for those medications when I need them I'm probably never going to say probably definitely never going to build a truck a car a motorbike and these are things that I want access to I want my children to go to the local schools and have access to those teachers who are paid to do it and you know this is all part of being plugged into a society I want the ability to pick up the phone and call the police or the ambulance or the fire service these are all services I want provided to me and if I want them provided to me then they've got to be paid for and commerce is the way in which we pay for them so I'm never going to try and completely unplug myself from the commerce that is happening all around me and nor would I want to you know we are all part of the same community and this is how this is the the money if you like is the mycorrhizal fungi that connects us all if you think about it as a metaphor and uh, you know I don't mind that that's good and it's all part of how we survive and how we thrive because there's a huge difference between surviving and thriving if we've got plants in our garden that don't have the great in, the, the most perfect environment they might survive they might well survive but they won't thrive and I want to thrive and we do that not just by thinking about and caring about the food that we create and the way we live but we do it also by living in harmony with those around us and not everyone around us is going to be sharing our philosophies and that's okay and you know I suppose that kind of sums up everything I, I wanted to get through in this episode but the idea of being self-sufficient and sometimes obviously I'm I'm immersed in it not least of which because I produce this podcast and because I have my YouTube channel you know I really am thinking about self-sufficiency several times a day if you know sometimes it's all I'm thinking about or themes around it and it's very easy to come up with hair shirts you know these things that we punish ourselves by committing to when we don't need to you know I enjoy drinking coffee and September is probably going to be the only month I don't drink coffee in 
And, uh, you know, I'm doing that because the idea of the September challenge is one that excites me and a, a great idea and, and a culmination of of a part of my hobby. You know, if my hobby was um, the karate, say, or some kind of martial arts, then September for me is is the date when I'm going to go to my grading and maybe get my next belt. That's how I'm looking at it. And, uh, you know, it's it's something I'm looking forward to. I'm not dreading it. There are, there are going to be parts of it that are going to be tough, but I'm looking forward to it. It's like going on a big camping expedition or whatever your hobby might be. This is one of the, you know, the pinnacles in it is, is and, and it's going to it's going to shed a light really on a lot of these hair shirts for me. I think I'm really going to notice some areas that are difficult or would be difficult and uh That'll be an interesting learning experience for me as well. So, yeah, there you go. Hair shirts and takeaways. You don't need to wear a hair shirt. You know, just find the right balance. Find what works for you. And we're all different. That balance is going to be struck very differently for all of us. But I just thought it was an interesting conversation to have with you guys. And I hope you've enjoyed it. Anyway. That's all. I will uh, speak to you next week, but I will just remind you I've recorded episode 200 or at least some of it with Mike Koopman. Mike is a regular guest on the show. He recorded episode 100 with me. He's coming back to ask me the questions and we've recorded that already, but it's not too late to get your questions in. Any questions that didn't make that recording, I will include in a separate solo recording. So please carry on getting your questions in. It's not too late and I will look forward to speaking to you next week. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. So there it is, guys. Thanks for listening. And for those of you who have stuck around to the end, it is now time for this week's patrons draw. And this week we are giving away cost-effective self-sufficiency by Eve and Terence McLaughlin. And today's lucky winner is Simone Wilson. So, Simone, please do send me your address in an email at selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com and I will get this book out to you. I have posted out all the books that have been won that I have addresses for. So if you don't have the book that you were expecting, please do send me an email, let me know, and we'll figure out what's gone on. And uh, with that all done, the last thing to say is just that if you would like to be included in these draws for the Friday giveaways, which is almost every Friday, we give away a book or something homesteading, then all you have to do is consider becoming a patron of the show. And you can do that at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. Thanks ever so much, guys. And I'll speak to you next week. Cheers. This episode of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcasts. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face-to-face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.